Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So today I'm talking to Dan Williams. Dan has a, a fascinating story and I can't wait to hear more about it. So, first of all, good afternoon from our very hot and sunny United Kingdom. Good afternoon, Dan. Well, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, good afternoon also from this side of the pond. I can tell you're on that side of the pond. So where in the world are you today, Dan? Yes, I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, in, oh. in, in Virginia. Yeah. And Northern Virginia in a spot called Reston, Virginia. Right. Fantastic. And um, we're having a fantastic heat wave. And it's even hotter than... America at the moment. It's even hotter than Europe at the moment. At the, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're in Europe, but we don't consider ourselves to be part of it. But it's a lovely hot day today. So um, I'm feeling very continental. So I'm just saying, well, we, we, be careful. We have, a say, we have a saying in this DC area, which is surrounded by the um, Blue Ridge Mountains. So the, the answer is to what's the weather going to be like is tomorrow there will be weather. Yes. It changes on a daily basis. Oh, didn't we? Yeah, we were going to go to Asheville quite recently. So is that's your neck of the woods, isn't it? Where's that? Asheville. Ash, Ashburn. Ash, yeah. Long Ashburn. Ash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Small world. Anyway, tell, tell me. Let's, let's, let's get going. Tell me a little bit about what it is you do. Well, what I do is... I am in extra innings because my story with the brand of New Heart for Life started um, with a bit of a uh, terrifying, it started somewhat terrifying in that I was admitted to the Veterans Hospital in Washington, D.C. in December of 2012, and I was to go in for a stent heart procedure. Right. Now, when you're talking about the heart or any kind of procedures, there's nothing that's normal. Yeah. But at the end of that procedure, I expected to walk out of the hospital that afternoon as an outpatient, having right. had a stent placed because I did have some heart issues, you know, and they were concerned. And so they decided that a stent was was in order. However, <laughs> during that stent procedure, uh, we have a saying here in the States, and it goes back to the Apollo days. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Right. And the problem was I had multiple heart attacks on the table. I'd gone in with pneumonia. Wow. And the cardiologist literally called upstairs to the heart surgeon, the head of the cardiology unit, um, and said, 
you got to get down here. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get this patient through this stent procedure. And that precipitated a, uh, the next day, a nine hour operation where they lost me twice on the, on the operating table. Wow. I was in an induced coma for five days, uh, woke up not knowing where I was at, wrist tied to the bed rails, uh, intubated. And, um, only later discovered, you know, what had happened during that uh, normal stent procedure. And that backdrop led to, uh, and you would think that would be a bottom in itself. And we talk about emotional and physical bottoms, but that, that bottom that I had, as serious as it was, it was, I about six, seven, nine months later started to go back into my old habits not exercising, stressed, you know, with the, you know, I was in sales leadership positions at the time. And uh, I just, it's amazing how as serious as that was and as much frightening, how frightening it was for my family and daughters and friends that I would slip back in my old habits. So then third part of the story is that, and this is for the audience, I think is important for me to share this story because the bottom did not necessarily happen with that heart attack. It happened in a much more subtle way. An inner voice came to me because I wasn't feeling well. I was slipping back in my old habits. I was feeling um, just, you know it when you know it, you know, and that inner voice came to me and that inner voice said to me, as I pushed myself away from a dinner table, dinner, dinner table one evening, Dan, what are you doing? You are in extra innings. You've been given a gift so freely and here you are and you're not going to make it the second time. And it was at that moment that I decided to reconnect with my passion of running that I had left 40 years earlier and joined a master's track team, master's being age 50 and over. And now I compete uh, nationally and internationally and I'm proudly proud to, to share that I'm ranked um, in the United States as one of the top athletes, you know, with the wow. parenthetically, you know, within my age group. Yeah. So my, my, my story in the backdrop to that is all about the brand of new heart for life that yeah. you can go from whatever situation is your bottom and you can make your way back. And there is a, process that you need to go through and so my um i believe i don't believe i know in my heart of hearts that i am here to spread the message that no matter where you are at no matter what age you are at no matter how tough your bottom might be that there is a way to gain your new heart for life So let's unpack a few of those things, if I may, um, Dan. That's great. Fascinating, really. Um, so you talked about this idea that um, you, got, you went back into your old habits. So can you just sort of talk a little bit about those habits? Because obviously that led to this inner voice starting. So I just wondered, because obviously you see habits are hard to break, aren't they? So I'm just wondering right. what sort of habits they might have been. Right. Well, it was, it was um, not being conscious that in order to stay fit and active and have a lifestyle, 
that you need, you know, it's the most complex thing in the world is to keep it simple, right? Yeah. You need to exercise. You need to watch your stress levels. You need to eat correctly. Yeah. And um, I, I, did, I wasn't doing any of those. And yeah. it was a gradual, insidious process that started to lead me to a point where I just wasn't feeling good about myself. And I had really, in some psychological way was in denial about how close I came to death. So I just started to start to, you know, you know what, you know, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's really what led me to my epiphany. And so, I mean, people often talk about they reach the bottom and um, you only know when it's the bottom, when you've moved away from it, I guess. (laughs) So what was it like at the bottom? Uh, it was, um, what was it like at the bottom? Well, now, as you said, you can only really realize it now that you've walked away from it. So now knowing how I feel now, it was um, no energy, right. uh, no zest, um, very lethargic, uh, not creative. Um, I had lack of enthusiasm and I was, I was just physically tired. I remember yes. my, my wife and I were making a trip to Florida and that's actually where it happened with um, pushing back from the dinner table. And this was all to myself. I didn't share it with her, but I was chasing her through the airport and I'm thinking I had in my past in my twenties and thirties run three marathons and here I am trying to catch up. And I was just feeling yeah. that this is not normal. Had you, sort of take, had you sort of taken on the persona of a sick person? in a funny sort of way. Yeah, it, 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 it's a good way to frame it in that that became my story. You know, yes. you know, my story was I had, had a heart attack and yes. I, my story wasn't that I was going to be a master's track athlete um, and compete on an international level. And so, yes, I, I started to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, that's, a, that's really interesting because it shows the power of just changing that narrative. People talk about this all the time, don't they? But you're actually an example of doing it. So, so you, you talk about exercise, and of course, we all know that exercise is brilliant for you. Um, and what you say you used to, you, you had that in your past, so you were able to go back to something you know. It must be more daunting to do, I suppose, if you've never done exercise. So are you advocating exercise per se? Or are you saying it is something that's more healthy for you that existed in the, in the past before? Well, you know, the, uh, I, you know, I always say when people talk about, well, Dan, how do I, how do I connect and get energized and, and you know, start my path back? And I, I often say, think about your childhood. Think about right. what you did as a child yeah. that you naturally enjoyed. Yeah. And um, because Getting into any kind of change, you know, as the saying goes, change is great. You go first. Change is not easy. And so to minimize, you know, the resistance and to minimize the hurdles along the way, um, I would suggest connecting with, you know, your childhood passion or something that you really, really enjoy. And for me, that just happened to be uh, running. No, that's that's it. That's a really interesting way of thinking about it. So yes, I like that way of thinking about it because he, you connect to a time where you were unencumbered by the weird, the that persona of being sick. Um, so you chose exercise, and of course, you know when you've had a heart attack, 
exercise is the thing, isn't it? The thing that you most worry about in a funny sort of way, it's pushing yourself. So, so how did you begin to build into this? Did you have a regime? Uh, did you join a club? What, what was your process? Yeah, good, 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 good question. Um, once I made that decision, mm. and this is a message that I talk about often, is that if you make that decision at whichever point you need to make it, and only internally through that inner voice, you will know. You will know yeah. it when you know it. Then I have a philosophy that I've learned that more will be revealed. I didn't have to have all the answers. And so what happened, though, once I embarked on that journey is I came across a track club in the local area. Right. And it was a master's track club that had a coach um, with athletes um, 50 and over. And I got connected with the track club, which created accountability for me. Right. It created a routine for me. Yes. It created a spree de corps. And I would say that if whatever your endeavor might be with your passion that you connect with, if you're able to connect with other people of like-minded, you know, um, passions, that's what really helped pr propel me and keep me on the track towards a healthy and life, uh, fit lifestyle. And funnily enough, almost like going back to school, talking about yeah. connected to the childhood part, and then you get that structure and the coaches, the accountability, the right. learning, the spree, the right. courts. Fascinating, isn't it? So right. I like the way you've uh, built that sort of thing together. So, so tell me about the, the running. How does that go? I'm, I have to confess, I'm not a runner or a mar or a or any sort of exerciser really. I've also, and I always look at guys like yourself and think, I hope one of you is going to in inspire me soon because someone needs yeah. to. I remember chatting to Charles Yugster, who was um, 95, 96, and he set all his endurance records. And he, was, he said, basically, the more you exercise, the younger you get effectively. And uh, he said yeah. he was 95 or something with a body of a 65-year-old, which I thought was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Well, hopefully this might be the, uh, the time where, you know, if for no other reason and... Hopefully there's some inspiration that spreads amongst your audience. Because um, I'm a big believer that um, to pay it forward. You know, with, with exercise, um, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big believer in it because, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's a cliche that, you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. But the yeah. truth is, is that it all starts. You know, my relationships with my children, uh, my ability to have just, you know, the, again, the, the zest for life all started with, you know, exercise, which creates um, a certain discipline within yourself. Yeah. And it creates a process that is simple, but not easy. Yes. No matter what exercise routine you go on, because what in life that is worthwhile is easy. Yes. So, Yes. But with exercise, what it does, there's so many byproducts of it. And the byproducts are, you know, certainly the competition and the team and my coach and being able to you know, measure myself and, to, you know, to really reconnect with my, my youthful um, passions. That's all just gravy. The, the best part about exercise is that it allows Age is just a number. Yeah. So it allows myself at the young age of 71, which in my mind is just the mindset 
to be able to do things that traditionally 70 year olds or 80 year olds or nine year olds like your, your colleague um, aren't able to do. So yes. um, I'm a big believer that the tip of the arrow does begin with feeling good about oneself yes. and they certainly don't have to run marathons or run 200 meter and 400 meter masters track, but something that can get the blood flowing, yes. something that can re-energize um, their spirit. Um, you know, personally, I think is, is uh, the, um, the a beginning. So tell me, I, mean, I, I think it's brilliant what you're doing here and, um, and you're right, aren't you? I mean, we always advocate the minimum of a half an hour's walk a day, because anybody, if you can walk, should walk as a minimum, because actually it's great for you, isn't it? It's, everybody knows. I mean, there's no branch of medicine that's not improved by exercise. And, and it's funny, isn't it, that we're resistant to it. But I think what you've identified for me is that you have to change that narrative in your head first. I think that's quite interesting. People don't see themselves as runners, but anyone can be a walker because anyone right. could put a pair of shoes on and just go out the house for half an hour, even if it means just walking down the shop and back or something. I know you right. probably don't do that in the States as much as we do, but uh, um, <laughs> it's a bit hotter. I, 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 you know, uh, surrounding this whole conversation is, is, is something that I refer to often, and that is our comfort zone right. and, our, and our mind. And our mind, you know, all needs to be tricked. So it's hard, you know, it, it, there, I think the, the, Misconception is that, you know, people that we view that exercise or that are athletes or do whatever endeavor that we uh, look up to, that it's easy, but we're all human. We all innately want to fall back in our comfort zone yes. and our mind wants us to stay there. It yeah. does not want to be challenged. So there are ways to trick the mind. And one of the, one of the tips that I like to share that's worked for me and hopefully can be, um, can help, can help anybody that is um, within least listening reach is start small. Right. Start with baby steps because when the mind perceives a challenge or a task that small, then it reduces its resistance to it and allows you to accomplish it without the committee having, having the constant conversation. So, yeah. you know, baby steps start small. We jumped to my master's competition internationally and nationally, but the truth is that I started walking for five minutes, which right, led okay. to 10, which yeah. led to 30. And once you start seeing and feeling the results after that initial resistance and just starting to achieve small goals, you'll start to sense, or at least I did, the real true benefits and the task becomes easier. Yes. I, I mean, uh, are you someone who um, exercised in the, in the real world? Or did you go down to gyms and use those sorts of things? No, I, 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 I'm a bit of a black and white type of person. I, I went from marathoning <clears throat> in my early 30s to going into, you know, raising a family and going into the work life. And so it's meant somewhat binary for me. It's not something that I've done throughout my life. Right. And it was this recent new heart for life experience, both, both figuratively and yeah. literally, that yeah. really propelled me back into an era of, of exercise and the benefits that come with it, the camaraderie, the friendships, and 
the universe, once that decision is made, will open up people in your lives and experiences that you never could have dreamed possible. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating, isn't it? And so, and, so what, and so you're telling me that you, are you running marathons again now? Is that what you're doing? Or you say competing nationally, internationally? What, what, what on earth are you up to? <laughs> no, my marathon days are gone. Right. My marathon days are gone. Uh, my, uh, my specialty is <clears throat> the 200 meters and the 400 meters. Right. So I, di- I did run some, some track in, in my earlier school days. So I've, um, I'm now on the um, 200 meters is my sweet spot, but I'm really building towards the 400 meters. Uh, so it's, it's track competition. And although not as long, even by a stretch to a marathon, uh, it, it's intense. And it, again, another message is my spirit is not lined up with my physical body. So injuries will occur. And that's yeah. why you need some coaching. That's why you need teammates, especially when you get into the uh, faster, more more um, rigorous shorter shorter distances yes and you're not necessarily advocating running as the solution what you seem to be saying is actually it's reconnecting with something that gives you joy explodes your passion which 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 is active that's i think yes is that what you're saying yes so it could be singing for example or swimming or yeah, I, mean, I know running is much more of a cardio, uh, cardio sort of exercise, and singing's less so. But but it's part of it's part of that, is it? It's about recapturing, changing that image of yourself as being sick, and then going back to this idea of reconnecting with something from your past. I, I, mean, I think it's exactly. a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and to the point, once you start with that passion, whether whatever it might be, then your your story will start to evolve and change yes and that could lead to joining a you know a group you know a, a community of singers you know you might yeah. be able to be especially in these days singing online, singing online. You know, yeah. Zoom. yeah and what's fascinating it's, it's i suppose you might say this i'm not going to put words in your mouth but what a shame it is it took a heart attack for you to reconnect with all the things you loved from your past so exactly. that's, your, that's the wake-up call, isn't it? I mean, we don't need to have a heart attack to really start to look after our bodies and reconnect with our sort of former selves, I suppose. Precisely. But there's a reason for everything, and yeah. perhaps that's what I needed to uh, be on this uh, new heart for life passion of sharing this story, as you've allowed me to do and others, so that you know, I have a belief that if I could affect one person yeah. and have them think a little differently about their lifestyle and how change happens by using the backdrop of my story for their passion, yes, then all of the suffering was worthwhile. Yes, that's brilliant. So people want to know more about you, uh, Dan. Um, where, should they, where, where should they look out for information about you? Well, I mean, you can always Google um, New Heart yeah. for Life, Dan, yeah. Dan Williams. Um, certainly a number of things will come up. But I've come across a, um, a portal of sorts where I've taken, uh, because there is a lot of information. There's stories out there. I've started a YouTube channel on a fitness word for the day to inspire yeah. um, podcasts similar to the ones that 
the one we're doing now that will be put up. And so there is a address called Linktree slash New Heart for Life. Now, if people are writing this down, maybe it'll be in the in the it will get the links. L I N K, right? Link. L I N K T R dot E E slash New Heart for Life. But make yeah. sure you put it in the in the guest notes. On there will be the uh, one day um, fitness challenge for the day. It'll have uh, the story about me competing for the veterans um, games and getting prepared for those, and other inspirational stories. One from the American Heart Association that wrote up the story on New Heart for Life, and um, so all under that link tree slash New Heart for Life portal. Brilliant. And um, just if people want to be more conventional, uh, LinkedIn as well, because I've just connected you with myself on LinkedIn. So absolutely. So um, Dan, it's been a joy to talk to you today. What an inspiration. And um, I am going to take some of those things to heart. I think I I like that idea of seeing yourself as something and then changing that. And I think, um, I think I might do that myself. And I'm going to, I'm going to rock the bandana. I have to say, you can't see this, but Dan is suitably attired in the, in the whole American thing. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> You're a real inspiration, Dan. Thank you so much for t- spending time with us today. Thank you. And to your new heart. Yes. Life. Brilliant. Like the branding. You take care. Hi everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.